our guest, Beth Bruno. Uh, Beth, are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Good morning to you, ma'am, and thank you so much for uh, writing this this book, A Voice Becoming, you know, about girls and, you know, I, I call this Man's World Radio, but like James Brown says, it wouldn't be nothing without our women and our girls. And uh, your work to fight in particular, ma'am, your, your many, many years of, of fighting against the uh, abuse, the sexual abuse and the enslavement and the entrapment of young girls, that's really uh, something to be noted and you, you really ought to be thanked uh, for that, ma'am. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. And now this, this, this book that you've written here, um, you know, I was, I was blessed and honored to just uh, speak in front of a group of young men uh, just, I think it was Thursday morning. And you're writing, like you and I, we're singing off the same hymn book here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you exactly. know, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you could just, we could quote the same scriptures. We just uh, say, take the he and put a she, <laughs> you know, like um, a man that uh, does not discipline his child from the book of Proverbs. And, and you could say a woman that does not discipline her child, she does not love that child. And uh, you, you, well, you sure. talk we'll about that about... And, and, and you talk about, uh, clipping the wings, uh, and I think you mean that that society gives them, and you encourage in your daughters to have a relationship with God and to know yourself, and that there's no reason at all why those two things cannot coexist, which is an idea that we're we're really not taught in school any longer. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm talking about how do we raise strong girls in a culture that is throwing so much at them and where are they going to find their sense of identity and how are we going to free them to live into the story that God is really telling through their lives. And you're right. When we, when we talk about raising strong girls, that does not negate the need to raise strong boys um, by any means, but empowering moms to really take that lead in their daughter's lives and help transition them into womanhood in a way that's mm-hmm. really going to glorify God. Yeah, and I like how you link uh purity with adulthood and in it and, you know and it becomes an extra challenge for you does it not as as the mother or in the case of someone that's that's a teacher or a mentor to a young girl, for example, someone that's already been abused. Uh it it, it and which is very common, sadly, very common today. It takes on mm-hmm. a, a whole different dimension, does it not? It does, but you know what I find? The more I'm in schools talking to kids about human trafficking prevention, the more I realize we've been getting what vulnerability and at-risk means. We're, we've been getting it all wrong because we might see a higher percentage of kids who have experienced abuse already end up being exploited But honestly, the kids who have a hole in their heart, something missing that they are trying to fill um, with a variety of different things, those are the kids who are most vulnerable to being exploited. And those kinds of kids are everywhere, in our homes, in our churches, in our youth groups. And so how do we, as their, their parents, fill that hole, help them fill that hole with a bigger vision 
of what they could be living for and get them out of this teen era Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're so obsessed with their their body and boys and their best friends. How do we cast a vision for something more? I believe that's the antidote Mm -hmm. to exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about building a scaffolding to womanhood, some, you know, which you can actually, uh, the words you choose, you can actually visualize giving the girl something upon which she can grasp and, and pull herself uh, from girlhood up to womanhood. And, and all, you know, and it seems like with weights on her ankles, with, you know, the society we have today, she has to kick those things off of her feet and, you know, so that she can, so she can climb. Yeah. I don't think it's possible that our, you know, I focus on the age of 12, 13 as girls are really changing so much not possible that they would become mature women at that age but can we give them what I call mental file folders or categories of understanding what it means to be a woman that they can refer back to as Mm. they grow as they develop as they gain more experience in life and so that's really what the scaffolding is Mm -hmm. is that it's the framework around of womanhood that she grows up in and it it builds with her it, it grows it shifts with her but it's a sense of I know who I am becoming mm-hmm. uh, because we have really helped define that for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps them transition into womanhood in a, you know, more beautiful and secure way. Mm-hmm. Now I was just talking to a group of young men and relating to them in terms of when you become an adult and you get married and, and I meant married to a woman. Okay, that you are preparing yourself to be something that that woman wants and that but you you work on yourself first. And so when you when you come together in the future, when you're in your, you know, 20s and 30s, you 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 are the type of man that that mature, godly woman would desire. Do do you now you dealing with girls younger so do you if it all get into that where they're working on themselves and and paint a picture in their minds of when they're in their 20s and 30s well i think that's what the foundation of the year of becoming is all about Um, not necessarily who you are in the context of marriage Mm -hmm. but who you are as a created image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. Who are you as you reflect your your creator? And so as a woman, what does that mean? What does that look like? And how do we really launch them into that life that they've been designed to, to lead, to live? Mm-hmm. Um, I talk a lot more about joining a global sisterhood uh, because I believe that if we've been created in the image of God, there should be inherent qualities that we see in women throughout time and throughout the world. And so how can we glean from some of our um, global sisters who are exhibiting God in their lives? And how do we come alongside of them as American girls with privilege and really join forces and join with our sisters in other countries to help Um, bring God's kingdom to earth as well, not just here in America. So the focus is a lot more on um, who they are as a young woman, who they will become, and all in the context of who they are reflecting in Mm -hmm. terms of their creator. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, I need to take a quick break. Now, when we come back from the break, could you please share about this this year long this year long program mm-hmm. that you've created and and what the bicycle means and all that. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, well, all right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. If you're just joining us, we have with us Beth Bruno, and her book is A Voice Becoming: A Year Long Mother Daughter Journey into Passionate, Purposed Living. We will be right back. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, we want to welcome back our fantastic guest, Beth Bruno, who, uh, with her book, A Voice Becoming, epitomizes what Desiree is singing in that song. <laughs> you got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. And, uh, you, you, you sound like you are imparting a lot of wisdom and a lot of courage into these young ladies. <laughs> so let me tell you about the year, about what I mean by a year-long mother-daughter journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a, as a parent, I know that kids have a really short attention span. And so, yes. my, you know, the, the traditional take your kid away for a weekend and impart all that you want to impart to them didn't feel like it would um, have a long-term, as big of a long-term impact on my kids. And so I wanted to create something that was a year long where I would just pepper um, truth and experiences throughout the year so that it would really sink in. And so what we did is we started off with, we launched our year um, and we framed our year around God's questions to Hagar. 
um, Hagar, the maidservant of Abram, who takes off once she realizes she's pregnant and wants to return to Egypt. And she's at the well in the middle of the desert, and the Lord appears to her and says, Hagar, where have you come from, and where are you going? And so that frames our year. The first question, where have you come from, is kind of our launch trip where we really talk about where did you, where were you born into the family story? Um, what is important about the family that you entered into at birth? And we kind of ground her in mm-hmm. that family narrative. Um, so that was a trip for us back to where she was born. And then we spent about two months on each of five different categories that I wanted to build that scaffolding around. And so those were women lead, women love, women fight, women sacrifice, and women create. And we did a variety of um, experiences, and we read books, and we watched films, and we involved some other women in that to really talk about what does that look like um, that women lead, for example. And then we ended our year with the second question to Hagar, where are you going, Um, to, to really cast a vision to her, you know, as you become a woman, where are your passions in line with who God's created you to be? Where are you going in life? What is he calling you to? Mm-hmm. And so we ended that with a, with a kind of event uh, experience trip as well. How, how'd your so daughters, bike, how'd your daughters feel about that? My daughter loved it. She loved the intentionality, um, mm-hmm. the thoughtful curating of books and films and experiences that would connect to her heart she loved um, the thoughtfulness of my time with her, mm-hmm. and so it was a it was a powerful year for our relationship, um, for her maturing, and her younger sister now is anxiously awaiting starting mm-hmm. her year. <laughs> yeah, and you're right; that is very intentional. Yeah, so yes. that yeah, children uh, have a, a keen sense of when you're truly interested in them, don't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, the bike on the cover. (laughs) So I wanted to communicate um, adventure and journey and something a little whimsical Mm -hmm. because I, you know, my heart was not to create another program that moms would just check off the boxes Mm -hmm. and fulfill. I really wanted to create a new way of thinking, a paradigm of being. And so I needed to communicate that sense of, of whimsy. Mm-hmm. Um, the bike for me is very personal in how it communicates adventure, um, partially because when we lived overseas, we, we were trying desperately to do something fun in the midst of a concrete urban jungle, and we found some bikes, and they became our source of hope and um, relaxation and peace. So it was personal in that sense. It was also part of my journey with my daughter. So our final trip, asking that question, where are you going, was a bike trip uh, to the Netherlands. And she and my mom and I biked about 150 miles around the country looking for strong women throughout history um, and in the current culture, Dutch culture, and we were doing it on bikes. And so it became Mm. the perfect metaphor Mm -hmm. of asking that question, where are you going? Yeah. So the bike has a lot of different layers. Yeah, well, God bless you for writing this. Uh, you know, I wish more and more women, well, actually, there are a lot of women that are doing that, but 
for those that uh, have not yet thought it out the way you obviously have, you know, our prayer here is that this book and 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 folks, it, the book is a voice becoming, and uh, we're gonna have this up, uh, Beth. We're gonna have it up on our website, the really real Great. deal. So you know, if folks are driving and they, you know, I wouldn't want anyone to try to write it down. All you have to do is remember the really real deal dot com. Don't get in an accident trying to write the title of the book down. Um, but uh, this will definitely be uh, a book to add to your book collection and, and to not let any dust get on it either. Yeah, so. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you also, and, and God bless you, and I pray that your year with your younger daughter is uh, just as precious as it sounds like your year with your first daughter was. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Brother Craig. Thank you. God bless you. Now, next time you write another book, you come on back now. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank God, you. You're okay, welcome. Thank care. you. God bless you.